We have a program on Wednesdays at 5.05 called Connecticut East This Week, and the host is Brian Scott Smith, who is about to do his 100th episode. So, Brian, congratulations on your longevity here with your program, CT East This Week. Good morning to you, and tell the folks what you try to accomplish with this program, which you call a podcast. Good morning to you, Wayne. Thanks for having me on. Well, uh, what we try to achieve every week is to give some stories about Eastern Connecticut, the best part of the state of Connecticut, as far as I'm concerned. And uh, yeah, we, we cover off sort of like business stories and human interest stories. And I just try to give uh, sort of like a, a longer form uh, through the podcast. Uh, the ability for people to tell you know, their story, their journey uh, in a 20 to 25 minute segment and then also bring in a little bit of, uh, of news as well that's happening around the area. And uh, we've been doing that, as you said, for 100 weeks now. And I haven't missed a week in that 100 weeks either. So what can listeners expect on episode number 100? So 100, obviously keeping with the theme of 100, it's not about me. It's actually about an organization called the Waterford Country School, which is down in uh, southeastern Connecticut. And uh, they're celebrating their 100th anniversary. And they've been looking after uh, troubled youth and families for 100 uh, years down here. So we went along and had a chat with them, sat down and found out about how they've managed to keep it all going for 100 years and, you know, what they're looking to do as they step forward into the future. So uh, it was a really good to, like, sit down, an incredible organization, and it was just such a privilege to be able to tell their 100th anniversary story. Let me turn the clock back. Do you have memories of your very first episode? I do, I do, because um, it was actually back on June the 3rd, 2020, and it was a George Floyd special, and I think we can all remember, even though that's, you know, two years ago now, um, the, uh, you know, the outrage and the impact that uh, that particular situation had, not only here in the United States, but reverberated around the world as, uh, as well. So uh, that was a, a very pivotal moment, obviously, for the country, and um, yeah, I remember it greatly and interviewed the mayor of New London, a member of the NAACP, and also um, the chief of police, actually, in New London, because um, even though the situation uh, happened, of course, in Minneapolis, it has, uh, as we said, you know, impacts across the entire nation. And certainly in New London, there was uh, a lot of outrage and there were protests. And, yeah, so I remember that. And that was, uh, that was a very special uh, podcast, and, you know, to kick off you know, what we now see, you know, 100 episodes later of still telling these human interest stories. Brian, what was your inspiration for starting this concept in the first place? Uh, my inspiration, actually, was the Hall Radio Group. And, and I don't say that just because I'm on your show either, and, of course, you're part of Hall Radio. I was actually doing some work for Hall Radio anyway as a freelance news reporter. And it was a passion project that I wanted to do for quite a while. And the opportunity sort of just happened. And obviously, I spoke to Andy Russell, who's the general manager of the Hall um, Communication Group, and said, hey, look, you know, I want to do this. And would you be interested if I you know, promised to produce this uh, and give this to you? Will you put it on air and he said yes and it's been on all six of the hall radio stations ever since and and you know a great platform clearly because uh, you're well listened to well loved local radio stations and that's what this is about as well it's about telling local stories for local people how do you find guests for this radio program 
They come from everywhere. I mean, you know, I'm out and about reporting anyway, because apart from doing this podcast, I also still report for National Public Radio here in Connecticut. So it's just, you know, the basic talking, meeting people. And then when you actually do their particular story, often they'll say, oh, I've got a friend or, you know, I've heard about this. And also, of course, you know, just looking through the press and, and the newspapers and the, the news outlets here as well. I mean, it's, it's a combination of, of literally everything. And then it's a case of like, what can I do with that story? Has enough been said about it? You know, can we do some more? And, and if so, then, you know, I get in contact with those individuals, the businesses, etc., and say, hey, you know, I'd like to offer you the opportunity to so like talk for an extended period and let's get a little bit more so like meat on the bones of this story. Do you get people, maybe listeners, or you just mentioned businesses, who give you ideas for good people to talk to or interview? Yeah, I do. I mean, you know, people can contact me and they have contacted me because the podcast has a website as well. Apart from being, as I say, on all six of the whole radio stations, there is a website as well, which is Connecticut-East.com. And people can listen to the podcast there every week, but also they can contact me through there. And of course, it's also on all of the social media platforms from Facebook to Twitter. And people have contacted me through those various channels as well. So it just goes to show that it does work. And if people are moved by something or they feel that, uh, you know, they want to contact a news organization, people certainly do. So how long does it take to put this podcast together? Well, what's involved in that? It varies. I mean, it can take, you know, a couple of days to put it together because by the time, you know, and, and you're well-versed in this, you know, you have to contact guests, organize when they can be available. I mean, obviously people are working, you know, despite the pandemic that we're still sort of like coming out of the, the back end of, you know, people have still got their jobs, they've still got their lives. So it's, uh, you know, organizing with them when it's convenient, when to do it, either it's done remotely as I'm doing this with you now, I'm talking from my home down in Waterford, uh, you know, obviously via technology to you, but, you uh, you know, if I, you know, very much like to actually meet people rather than do these things remotely. And then, of course, you know, once all of that is put together uh, and recorded and, uh, you know, sit back at home at the home studio and then start putting the actual podcast together. And although it's like relatively formulaic, it still takes an amount of time. So, you know, it can take one or two days by the time you add everything in. And then, of course, it has to be ready um, in advance of the weekend. I mean, you know, it's not like a last minute sort of like, um, you know, handover to the Hall Communications Group. It's normally it's like finished by about a Thursday. So it's uh, it's ready to hand over to Hall and then they program it into their, their systems. And of course, uh, yourselves at WILI, uh, ready for it to be, um, you know, put out either at the weekend or as you say, in your case, it's, uh, it's put out on a Wednesday, which is obviously a great time slot. Yeah, Wednesday, 5.05 p.m., part of our 5 o'clock talk block. You know, a couple of years ago, we had to switch from doing live in-studio guests to the phone thing, which because of the pandemic, we are still doing that. And so people pick up a phone and call. If there's multiple guests, people can conference, and we can do that too. But I think the listeners from a technology standpoint might be interested in how you are talking right now. This is not just a simple phone call. No, it's not. I mean, it's, I'm actually using Skype, which, of course, many people have heard of. So you can actually purchase a telephone number through Skype. And, uh, you know, Skype obviously was around. I mean, we all know Zoom. So, so like people are so like a more Zoom sort of like orientated, I think, these days. But, yeah, you just purchase a telephone number. And then obviously what it does is you plug a, a microphone into your computer, a pair of headphones, and then it, it acts like a very high tech telephone. And uh, so I can then dial any number in the world. And what it uh, sort of does allow 
out if the person at the other end has a similar setup. It is a, allows for better quality audio. I mean, you know, we're in the radio business. You've been in the radio business for many years. You know that we like to have as best quality audio as we possibly can when we can. And, you know, when you're doing something like a podcast, which is, of course, about people sitting down and listening, you know, if you don't have as good a quality audio as you possibly can get, then it's going to turn people off very quickly. So technology very much has become um, a feature of, of podcasts. And certainly if somebody is uh, a little bit of a distance away or if it's just not convenient or, as you said, you know, with the pandemic, uh, people still are a little bit wary about having people come and visit them and, you know, do face-to-face interviews. You know, the technology is, um, is amazing and does allow many of these things, obviously, to happen on a daily basis. Well, people hear Skype and they assume that right now I've got a Skype video up on my computer and I'm playing your audio back through my control board. That's not what it is. To me, from where I sit, this is like every other guest that I've had in the last two years. You're coming into me on a telephone call this morning. It is not a video Skype call, at least not from my end. What do you see on your computer right now? Um, I just see a very nice looking screen and a uh, so like a green telephone image and it basically has your number and uh, I know obviously I'm connected and there's a little countdown going on and you're probably very lucky that you don't have to look at me because it would probably scare you first thing this morning. Well, <laughs> feeling is mutual, my friend. You know, and you're talking to a guy here who you know has a f- turntable and we play vinyl and 45s and stuff in here too. So yes, in some ways we're a dinosaur here. Brian, the program called Connecticut East this week. Would you ever venture outside Eastern Connecticut and do an interview with somebody maybe from Western Connecticut or maybe from Rhode Island or Massachusetts if you thought they would make an interesting guest? It all depends. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you know, I try to stick to the ethos of it's about Eastern Connecticut. But I mean, I do cover sort of like political stories on Connecticut East this week. And sometimes those people don't live within the Eastern Connecticut's like region. But the story has an impact here in Eastern Connecticut. So absolutely, you know, I do weigh up, you know, what is the value to the listener? And if there is a value and it makes sense for, you know, uh, to an Eastern Connecticut audience, absolutely, you know, I would go out. Outside and, and I have done. I mean, I actually spoke to Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, who, of course, is based down in D.C., and, and did an interview with him. It was very, um, I was very lucky because an incredibly busy um, man. But, the, you know, the story, obviously, about COVID and, and uh, et cetera, you know, it, it impacted us. So, yeah, absolutely. If it has um, a relevance and I can see that in it and I believe that, you know, Eastern Connecticut audience will get a value out of it, then absolutely. Dr. Fauci, that's an impressive uh, guest to snag for CT East this week. And do you do them all by phone? Like, I'm doing them all by phone the last couple of years, or might you ever be in a position where either someone comes to your place or you take a recorder and go out in the field someplace and turn that into one of your interviews? It's a combination of both. I mean, I'm still seeing so like certain individuals who um, are happy to do it uh, through, you know, technology. And I'm very happy to do that as long as, you know, we get that good so like audio going. So that's not a problem. But no, I am seeing an increase in actually going out. In fact, today I'll be going out down to East Lyme in Connecticut because I'm going to be doing a story which will be for a podcast in a few weeks time about a virtual gum range, which is actually opening up there, which has caused a little bit of controversy locally. So, yeah, I will be actually going to visit them. So it is a combination of both of those things based on, uh, as I say, logistics, uh, people's uh, ability to be available and also their comfort levels. 
Brian Scott Smith, our guest, host of Connecticut East This Week, which airs on Wednesdays at 5.05 every Wednesday afternoon here at WILI. How far ahead are your programs booked? Like, I've got half of my May calendar already filled up. You talked about doing your 100th episode this weekend, but how far down the road have you got guests lined up for that program? Um, I generally try to sort of like get things lined up, probably very similar to you. Yeah, we're talking like three or four weeks sort of uh, ahead, you know, just to make sure because things can happen. And, uh, and you know, I'm not necessarily looking for the absolutely topical, topical story. I mean, you know, I can, the, the good thing about the podcast is I can actually maneuver it in such a way that I can either do one very long 20-minute interview, even though the podcast is 30 minutes, because by the time you have the introductions and then there's a little news section and all the wraparound, that's what takes up the 30-minute uh, segment time but uh, if I don't want to do like a whole 20 minutes of like interview with somebody then I'll do two shorter 10 minute interviews uh, just to give a little bit of variety and that also gives me the flexibility if something happens and, and uh, comes up I'm not trying to be you know like the, the TV news I don't have that uh, you know like I don't have the budget I don't have that capability but you know I do have that flexibility to maybe so like um, follow up that story if it has uh, been a topical story and and give it maybe a little bit more time um, after it's actually been out and uh, as I say uh, you know so I put some more meat on the bones because sometimes you know I think in the media world and and this has you know been happening for many many years now it's it's fairly short sound bites and you know people listen to it and think well that's great but I would have liked to have heard a little bit more and I think that's where sometimes you know Connecticut East this week can actually help that out by as I say putting a, a, a longer report out maybe a little bit later and gathering a little bit more information so that we further that story. Brian, you've been producing Connecticut East this week for almost two years now, and you've won four industry awards. Tell me about those awards and what they mean to you. Well, I'm just going to slightly correct you because you don't know this, but I actually just picked up a fifth, so it's actually five awards, and that came actually only only last week, so you wouldn't have known about that. I mean, what it is, it's validation at the end of the day. I mean, you, I don't do it to win awards, uh, but, you know, when you do get those awards, it is nice. It is validation of your work, that what you're doing is actually being judged by professionals in the industry, that they see that you are doing a good job. The whole point of Connecticut East this week isn't about winning awards, you know, but as I said, it's nice when you are recognized for that. The whole point of doing, you know, Connecticut East this week is to hopefully give people something that is worthy of their time that they want to listen to that educates informs entertains and that uh, you know that's the whole uh, ethos really at the end of the day can people get involved with the podcast other than just listening to it like on this on this radio station and others and if so how can they reach you Absolutely. Um, they can contact me through the website, connecticut-east.com, or if they are on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, and you can find uh, Connecticut East this week just simply by searching those keywords, and then you can contact me through those multiple platforms. Always happy to hear from people. And, uh, yeah, you know, as I said, I've had people contact me in the past, and that's translated into stories. So please feel free to reach out because this beast needs feeding, and we've got uh, 100 episodes under our belt, and we're we're looking to keep it going just as long as possible. His website is connecticut-east.com. You can also find that on the lower right side of our homepage at wili.com. The program airs here at 5.05 on Wednesdays and actually runs on all six of our hall stations here in eastern Connecticut. Brian, keep up the good work. Good talking to you this morning. 
Thank you ever so much, Wayne, and thank you for carrying, obviously, Connecticut East this week, and uh, my gratitude not only to you, but to obviously everyone at Hall Communications who supports uh, this podcast. It means a great deal. You're so welcome with the 100th episode coming up this weekend. 14 WILI Willimatic and 95.3 FM.